0: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Uh, I thought we had a hell of a night. Um, I know I sound like a broken record sometimes when come in here and say... uh, that it was an amazing night and I'd I'd say that I don't know how we're going to top it and then we do and the talent go out there and and tear it up but uh, this was a special week Um, you know a a special week for NXT, for WWE, for this uh, for where we are right now in this moment in time to come to New York City again Um, completely sold out here tonight 15,697 in the house Um, that's the uh, uh, highest um, attended event in NXT history and also uh, tonight was the highest grossing event in NXT history. Um, but to come here on this week and do that here on a Friday night, Hall of Fame tomorrow night, somebody's getting put in the Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, 75,000 people sold out WrestleMania on Sunday to come back here at Barclays Monday and Tuesday. Just an epic week to start it off like we did tonight to um, potentially, depending on your point of view, put on a show that will be tough to follow for anybody. I don't care. Uh, stadium show, not stadium <coughs> show. Anything that takes place after tonight has its work cut out for them. Um, and uh, And that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. So, um, I'm gonna turn it over to you guys and let you ask some questions. All right. So we got a lot of people in the room and a couple of people on the phone. So we're gonna do two domestic, two international, and two to the phone. So, <laughs> so we have more people in the room, but we're doing it the same as always. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Should we? Should we start with? You go where you want, man. I'm gonna get go. Mike Johnson, P.W.Y. Yeah. Hey, Paul. How are you? Good. I'm trying to see back. Hi, in the back here. Yeah. Um, obviously, the UK match was one of the highlights of the show. Um, What sort of details can you give us about the decision to integrate the UK match into the show tonight and uh, when we're looking at another UK takeover, and are you going to do more sort of crossovers between the two brands for the big event? So I think that the timing was right in the build. It felt right that it should be here in in New York, that that match itself, particularly Pete and Walter, um, felt right. As far as the next NXT TakeOver for the UK, there's, we're definitely planning. It's a, you know, When you do 600 live events a year, it's a little bit of putting together a, a puzzle and uh, trying to fit all the pieces in the right place. And, and we've had some things shift around internationally um, for us, so uh, just trying to figure out where it's going to sit. But I didn't want to wait on this one. I wanted to, to make it happen in a big way. Uh, because it felt epic and it felt like this was the right platform in which to do it and clearly they delivered on it um, which makes me think I made the right decision so um, but I look forward to getting back over there and you know as that brand continues to grow it's one of the most watched things on the WWE network and uh, continues to grow when we were there the last time in Blackpool you know it trended uh, number one and all throughout the top 10 worldwide for the entire two hours against some pretty stiff competition. So, um, you know, that brand continues to grow. I'm, I'm excited to get back over there and, and take it to an even other level, but um, we just have to get the timing right. Thank you. Uh, Jeff. Also, it's so interesting to see how... Sorry, the, just say... Okay, uh, uh, Justin Morales Sports Illustrated. those Hey, it's so interesting to see how you built up promotion to a brand, and you know, a big part of that obviously is, is creating new stars. Malo goes to the main roster, Joe goes to main roster, and I'm so curious your opinion tonight of three big pieces, two of which were on the cards: that Walter, that Riddle, the feet, and Kushida. Obviously, the two of the first three wrestled tonight, but when you see in all three of those, see a definite performance the first two and when you see machine yeah. yeah so that so it's the trick it's you know it's funny when we first started NXT I can remember the first big series of people leaving and uh, everybody saying it's done like uh, it was great nice little run but it's over you know um, this is the problem the inherent problem of it and I remember saying at that time it's not the problem it's the secret it is it is what will make it successful because it will constantly cause us to um, create and to evolve and to grow. The brand that it was five years ago is nowhere near the brand that it is today. It wasn't a year ago. It wasn't the year before that, right? It it, it constantly evolves and changes. Um, and that is the secret and the magic to it, constantly having those talent um, rise up. And, and, you know, Morrow, who's like the human fact machine uh Among other things. uh, But, you know, I think he said something tonight like 14 champions from NXT are at WrestleMania on Sunday. 80% of the main roster right now of Raw and SmackDown came out of NXT. Um, I think there's maybe two or three matches on the card that don't have an NXT performer in them. Uh, You know, mine being one. The old timey matches, you know. Um, the ones that will air in black and white, those ones didn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's the magic of it. And that, that, is the, that's the, that is what I think is awesome about it. At a certain point in time, uh, I think you're going to see people drift back and forth, in and out, right? We're, we're just creating this wealth of stars and putting them on a global platform and the level of star that they are when they walk in the door, even if, if, they, if they have a past and a following. We were just talking about this earlier today, and, and uh, Alistair and Ricochet were talking about it, like the level of performer that you come in and the level of performer that you leave, it's a, it's a different ball game. How much better they get. And it's hard to see it sometimes, but when you go back and you look at it, it's, it's very clear. Um, but that's the secret of this. When you talk about the future of here... Um, it's bright. The the fact that you can be, what were we, two weeks out of the biggest show in the the brand's history and the main event, you know, that your champion, unfortunately, has to step out due to injury and you can just pick it up, flip it, and it's just as epic and it means just as much off of the two and a half year or more uh, saga going into it. That speaks to the, the depth of it. Um, you see Walter coming in as, as good as Pete Dunn has been for what was it, six hundred and eighty five days or something like that. I don't know why I'm looking at him. Um, <laughs> um, as good as as good as that was um, you know to be able to come in there and, and take that and, and move forward with that. Um, I'm sure there's some type of political statement somebody will want to ask me about about the European and the Brexit thing. I was told walking in here so we'll get into that in a little bit but um, Matt Riddle, incredible talent you know and, and just getting started. Think how good he is right now. Think how good he'll be a year from now right um, with all the tools in front of him. Kushida you know I, I don't know how he gets better but he will um, that, that whole thing it just continues to grow and as good as this is right now, a year from now, I think we can look back and go, it's even better. Uh, the way, you, you screwed up the whole thing. You said two, and then to the phone, and then you went for three. No, I said two domestic, two international, and then two to the phone. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm just making sure we stick to the rules. <laughs> I'll ask the question. Big, yeah. big win for Walter tonight. Does Walter's win have anything to do with Brexit? Of course. Of course, it's all a political game. The whole thing—we're just making political statements. What we do? <laughs> no, no, he's just awesome. He's awesome. Pete's awesome. It's the right, right time to do the right thing. Um, I don't know. He wanted me to make some kind of statement about the UK falling and making a comeback or something like that. But to be honest, I don't understand the whole Brexit thing. Uh, just get in or get out. Pick one. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but whatever, whatever you guys need to do, just—I—I I, I don't. Uh, I don't see UK or Europe when I look at those guys. I see talent. I don't look at the difference between the, the guys and the women. I just see talent. I see epic talent. I see it in Walter. I see it in Pete. Japan, yeah. Uh This is Steve, Steve, so our name
1: Hi, um, We
0: have a question on Kushida. Yes. So what set you
1: decide on having
0: a contract with him, and um, what do you expect from him? Uh, how is the reaction? What do you see the reaction by night? Um... Well first of all his reaction was massive um, you know we we tend to put people in the crowd and to try to gauge those reactions he's probably got one of the biggest ones we've ever done because he's a star um, has a, a massive international following and in this week there's a massive international presence here um, he is somebody that we've had our eye on for a long time somebody that i've I've um, You know, honestly, if I said who would I like to have here, he would have been at the very top of my list. Um, So I couldn't be more excited to have him here. I know Regal feels the same way. Um, He's a a massive signing for us and and having him come here and do what he does. And what do I expect? I expect him to be awesome. I expect him to be everything he's been everywhere else Um, and to, uh, to, you know, to display what he does. We'll give him the opportunity here to display it like he's never had before. Thank you. All right, so we're going to go to the phones for two questions, please. That is star one. If you have a question or a comment, we'll hear first from Jim Barcelone from Miami Herald. Paul, congrats on an awesome show. Hey, congrats on an awesome show. Your thought process with Chiampa coming out at the end, just what was the reasons behind that from your standpoint? Were there talks of not doing that? How did that all plan out for you? Um... Yeah, you know, you go back and forth on it, and where do you want to land on it? Um, I think that from a real standpoint, if you competitively look at this, you want to succeed as much as humanly possible, and you want to be in that spot. That's what everybody, man and woman, should want here. They want to be in that spot. Um, That spot gets taken away from you you want the guy that's closest to you to have that spot when you don't. That's just sort of kind of how it works. I think even from a, if you talked about it from a storyline standpoint, while Tommaso Ciampa, the evil Tommaso Ciampa, um, would want to have it himself, if he isn't going to have it, then he would probably want Johnny to have it. Even though they're entrenched in this war, he might as well have it if I can't. Um, I think that's part of it. It's, it's an emotional ride and knowing where he's at right now, knowing what he's going through, showing what he's going through from that real side on it, on, uh, you know, the, the WWE PC YouTube stuff, that if you've seen that, um, you know, shows you a lot of the, the real epic journeys of kind of what all these talent really go through on a day-to-day basis to try to make it in this industry. Um, it was a real moment, and to me, sometimes... Those are the best moments by far. It's the stuff that you can't script, the stuff that you can't write. The it's um, that that's the most meaningful, and this was one of those moments, and it was the right thing to do, for my opinion, anyways. You know, but we debated it and got to where we got to. But it was an again, epic. Moment. Again, again, great show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, another one on the we'll phone. We'll move. We'll move next to Andrew Thompson from Fightful. How are you? how are you, Triple H? Good. How are you doing? Sure. I'm great. I wanted to ask you about a uh, question. I was going to ask about uh, Pete Dunn and his 685-day reign as NXT, NXT UK champion. Um, could there be a main roster run in the future for Pete Dunn? And was there any consideration of having him hold the note as he was nearing the two-year mark, which is one month left? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of things way into the factor. As far as a, 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 a Raw, SmackDown, or anything else run, yeah, I mean, that's... He, he will do amazing things with his career. I think what is Pete now, 20... I have not lose track, what's he, 23? 23, 24? He's just getting started. Um, it's it's amazing how good he is at the age that he's at. And he's another guy that when you look at him starting with us uh, just a couple of years ago, even over there, how good he's become, how much better he is now than he was then. Um, it's awesome to see. But, you know... It's a funny thing when something like this goes down, and you say the the moment in time. Well, that came to an end. So now, where does he go? Like onward and upward. Uh, whether he's back in that title picture, whether he's moves on to a different title picture. It's they, I don't know that there's too many people here with a brighter future than him. You know, he, he's going to be able to do whatever he wants to do in this business. Hey, okay, back to the room. Thank you. Uh, hi, Paul. Um, my question was about Velveteen Dream and uh, Matt Riddle. The crowd was like behind Velveteen Dream and really not like Matt Riddle. What was your take on that reaction and does that affect their trajectory at all in the next No, I, it's a funny thing because they, you know, I feel like it was almost 50 50 up front. Um, but again, I wasn't in the crowd though. You were. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I don't know if that's accurate from where we were. That's what it sounded like. But. But either way, look, you take two characters that are that popular and you stick them in the ring together, it, it's tough for them to stay 50-50 the whole time. Um, I think we showed a frustration point in that. I think that's part of what's going to get him to the next level because he is kind of calm and laid back, and having those points in time where somebody pushes him to get to another level of emotion, that's a good thing. It doesn't mean that. I think when he walks out of here, it doesn't mean he's less popular. Um, Tough to be more popular than Velveteen Dream, maybe, in this moment, especially with an entrance like that. Um, Yeah, I think they both had an epic night. I think it was, uh, this whole night, across the board, to me, that nobody lost tonight. Everybody came out of this show, and that's that's kind of the goal in all of these things is um, everybody came out of here better. Better performers, better reactions, better everything. They just became bigger stars, all of them, tonight. Win, lose, or draw, all the way through. Bigger stars. Chris. Uh, Hi, Chris. So you've had Johnny Gargano now with NXT for about two years. How would you compare what he would like uh, when he came in to where he is now and where you seen him from? Oh my God, the level of emotional performer that he is is just changed dramatically. I mean, he was really good, don't get me wrong, then. And um, he wasn't handed anything here. You know, he had a scratch and claw, and we've talked about that story, but it wasn't like he, you know, we saw him and just said, hey, here's a contract and, you know, get, get on board. I didn't have the space. I didn't have the the thing. We offered him a chance. They over-delivered. We offered him another chance. They overdelivered. You know, we just kept kept coming back, scratch, claw, dig, the whole thing. They just worked harder than everybody else, both he and Tommaso, um, to earn those spots. But from for both of them, the level of polished, all-around character, the level of emotion—I I look at it differently. You know, it's not—it's not the spots or the, the the moves. It's how do they pull emotion out of you in these things? Um, and and by the end of it, where, where are you at emotionally? And the level of performer that he is now. It's not even on the same league as where he was when he started. He is just so much more polished and calm and there's situations that he he just seamlessly things don't go right seamlessly gets out of him it's It's amazing to see um but that's taking advantage of everything that's in front of him and he continues to grow it's It's awesome to watch really it really is my favorite part of the performance center is just watching talent um go from where they are to just becoming something more constantly on a day-to-day basis and and watching that growth curve, whether that's, you know, Velveteen Dream, you know, walking in the door with us in the very beginning with with just the tools and and becoming what he is now. It's just those growth curves, Shayna Baszler going from where she was to where she is now. Um, Bianca Belair just walking in the door at zero to where she is right now. Like the, the, the growth curve on these talent is amazing, and um, what he's done in the, the, you know, you think about it a couple of years, but it's a short period of time, it really is, it's, it's, it's awesome. Will okay. Gavin? Uh, Will Gavin talks for, I think he talk a bit about Pete's future, but can I just ask a question on his reign and how it legitimized the NFT UK brand, and have you been in any way surprised by just how quickly that brand has been successful? I don't want to say surprised because I you know when we started it I, it was hard to see the level of talent and and what you could do with that talent um, I think it's it being embraced by the rest of everybody else because it's it's a different style somewhat you know the thing that impresses me about all the guys in and and women in that brand is the way they've been able to morph styles and make them their own even prior to us coming in there was like this neat little hodgepodge blend of these little bits of everywhere that were all just kind of put together, but yet set in this classic, you know, UK old school style. I love it. Um, And it was easy to see that and taking them and, you know, it, it was funny when we first started with them, sometimes the simplest things we would say to them like this simple little thing and they would look at us like, wow, that's mind blowing. I've never heard that before. You know, uh, Pete actually said that to Sean and I one time, like, I have I've literally have never heard that. And we were like, this is like <laughs> the simple thing, but it was like this epiphany moment to them. And then they came back after doing it and we were like, oh, my God, that just got so much exponentially easier. Um, to see those moments for them is awesome. Was I surprised by the success? No, but um, excited by it. And uh, I think we're just even just now nicking the surface. It just... It takes time to get it to where you want to be. And, you know, for for two years, everybody's going, geez, this thing's taking forever. I can't believe they're not doing this yet. And then we got there, and they were like, geez, it happened so fast. <laughs> you know, we're going to take it to another level. We just have to make it. I, I want to make sure it's right. I don't want to do it halfway. I want to make sure that it's right so that every step of it, it continues to grow and become something more. Um, hi, Paul. Hey. Uh, I was just wondering if the upcoming Fox deal in the fall, any possibilities for NXT transferring out to the mainstream TV? You have to ask the Fox guys that. <laughs> um, I, I think the opportunities are there for a lot of things. I know there's a lot of interest in NXT as a brand. I know um, both here and the UK I know that um, there's a lot of interest in it, but it's, it's a, a very valuable commodity to the network as well. right? That's, it's it's you know the the number one and number two most watched thing on the network by far um outside of pay-per-views so it's um from that standpoint very very valuable so is is that an opportunity absolutely i think you see that even just in the fact that today you know i was on FS1 this morning and um we announced that they we're going to do a uh, a show which, uh what term did they call it i can't remember the term they used for it anyways wait I was up early. Um, but, but it, it, you know, it'll be kind of a recap show where they analyze the different shows, but it'll be Raw, it'll be SmackDown, and it'll be NXT. Okay. And they'll discuss all those shows. And, you know, sort of kind of a cross between a, a, a UFC Tonight-type show and a, and a Talking Dead, somewhere in that mix in between, and, and talking about all of it. But the fact that they really want NXT to be a big piece of that shows you the interest level. So we'll see. Back to the phones for two. And at this time, there are no callers in the queue. Great. What? So Back to the room. Uh, mm-hmm. you Tim? You're all here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Packed house. Uh, it, it appeared that uh something of a hard landing at the end of the second time match. Do you provide any insight into the guys doing the and there was any concern uh, in terms of uh, so he's fine um he Im- immediate concern <laughs> uh but then yeah he he was absolutely fine and you know look uh that's one of those things when we you kind of saw the landing we all went into protection mode for him and uh everybody got in there and luckily he was he was good you know um but we don't like to take chances on all that so um luckily he was fine but uh, that that was that was that was us Going like, oh my God, get in there and make sure he's okay. You know what I mean? And uh, ended up being fine. Oh, good. Yeah. Jay Redick, your um, he you talked about how fast the
1: turnaround had been be creative to get from Tampa to
0: Cologne. Talk about the the first couple of meetings after you know after that injury happened. After you knew, because you sort of had to flip it in one night, of taping the whole thing. Yeah. Talk about the creative in there. Um, you just uh, have everybody bring as many ideas as they can to the table, uh, from everywhere, and then you sift through them, and then you have to uh, weigh them all out. And you know, there's there's no scientific formula that tells you which one is the best. It's gut, right? And so you feel it out. You Sit on it for a little bit. You let everybody sit on it. You let everybody come back with their opinions and all of that, and then you just have somebody got to make a decision. In this case, it's me, and I have to I have to determine which one uh, we're going to go with. Um, You know, there's a lot of ways we could have gone, but and and a lot of them would have been right, I think. But I think we we picked the absolute best one. I feel by far, it was kind of one of those things where once. Once we got them all on the table, I never like to make a decision, so I hear them all. But once they were all on the table, I really kind of felt like I knew where I wanted to go with it. And how we were going to get there is a different story. Then once you figure it out, then you've got to start to work the process of it. Um, but again, the, the depth of the pool, the ability then of those performers to be able to take it to another level. To be, to be able to, even then in one night, to be able to go to full sale, do that five-way. Um, the level of performers that are in that, some you know, and you can some been in this business a long time, some haven't, and but to take that level of performance and you know, uh, I when we got done that taping, Sean and uh, Michael Hayes and I all looked at each other and were like, was it just me or did that feel as epic as we were in an epic place? That felt like it was just as good, and we were all like, like this is absolutely. Going to be the right thing. So, uh, but that's on them. That's on the talent. you want to wrap it up, sure. <laughs> the go home cue right there. Yeah. Um, so you had uh, access. You have the, the cross brand uh, World Collide event. Yes. Smaller, the yeah. Is that something that you foresee being just for access, or would you like to expand it? To another type of use another uh, We'll see uh, where it goes. Like, I, I think it's one of the great things that as you. Well, did the game just start? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, the. Um, You know, as as you create this and you have NXT, you have NXT UK, and we've talked about the the going forward, the putting the performance center in the UK. um, What markets do we go to next? You know, uh, India, China, all these other markets where we can go and create brands. Are they as easy as UK? No, but as we create those, you're creating those other opportunities to have all these worlds collide. and to, to have that be something that's epic, to have um, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, all these things, to have these different moments, and especially as you know NXT talent move up and move over and change to all these places, to have alumni come together. There's just so many possibilities on all of it to do amazing things and matches that people uh, don't think they're going to get, and 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 kind of do these one-offs and tournaments and all these things. They're all great opportunities. That if you're a fan, um, they're they're awesome. You know, kind of how I judge all this stuff. Like I just go back to being a kid, and if, if I think to myself, if I was just watching this in this moment, I'd love to see all that stuff. So uh, let's create it. Are we doing another one? more? You want to wrap? We do do round. do one do one more while while there I'm fighting the T V. Yeah. <laughs> like one more yeah. international yeah. question. We're going Making a good one, uh, right uh, Just on Rick Share and Out of the Black, emotional send off for them today, what you imagine for them moving up to war and smackdown and who you think can step up and take the opportunities of them leaving things. Yeah, I think both of them have already stepped up. They've been doing triple duty here for the, like the last, <laughs> what, two months? Raw, SmackDown, NXT, um, delivering on all of it. I mean, I think uh, did, did they had like a title match this past week. They'll, they had a title match tonight, they had a title match tomorrow. That's a pretty good week. Um, what's that? they lose three. Well, that's yeah, right. That's a good, expo- good exposure. It's good exposure in the moment. Why has everything got to be a negative with you? Um, you know, it's it's. I think it's always a bittersweet thing. You know, you you, you want to take that next level. You want that next challenge. I think in in many ways it's like you know if you looked at NXT as college football and you're leaving your school and you're leaving your teammates and you're leaving all these things to move on to to something different but you're looking forward to that challenge and and that opportunity. It's not an easy challenge, it's a different challenge and and uh, you have to be able to step up to a different platform and all those things. So it's it's not a given, it's not a gimme. Um, and they have to be able to get you know that that's when the real work starts and they have to be able to step up and, and do all those things they, so far they've done it amazingly well um i think the future is incredibly r- bright for both of those talent but it's a bittersweet moment you know and um i told both of them when they were done this is always their home you know it's a funny thing because they're staying in the mix right like they're in the, it's the same company but there, there's those moments and and not being in the same place with the same people all the time and you know the the team atmosphere of the performance center and everything else. Uh, it's a different world. So um, really exciting, and they're both thrilled. But same point in time, it's bittersweet. Um, as far as who takes their place, we talked about it earlier. I can I can make a list of ten people that on the roster right now that could probably do it uh, seamlessly. That's the beauty of this. Um, you know you have uh, you have talent sitting right behind him and you know you know the list of the people that have come in even in just in the last few months and that's not the people that have been there for a little while now so um the truth is i remember hearing the story that stone cold tells all the time about standing next to vince uh i think it was at madison square garden and saying you know man he's good then said yeah he is i hope he makes it and austin looking at him and thinking why would he say that doesn't he kind of control that you know and Truth as it is, isn't. you know, there's there's a component to that. But what you do with the platform that you're given is what makes you or 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 doesn't. Um, and and people can debate that, but there's a a lot of that is the truth because when it's there, trust me, we will follow it. So um, they have the platform. Now let's see what they do with it. So when we look at the rest of the roster, who's going to take their place? There's a there's a big long list. We'll see who steps up and takes it. Uh, thank, thank all of you uh, for coming here. I know it's a big week. Thank you for coming to the show. Thank you for doing this and, and supporting what we're doing and, and stepping up to it. And uh, I look forward to reading all your comments and uh, seeing what everybody says. But I think we set a hell of a template and, and, a, and a, a pace for the rest of the week, and good luck to everybody trying to follow it. So thank you very much.